Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sakari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that has already happened? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Zakari. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Frank Zakari, and you are listening to Life Altering Events. Our show today is sponsored by the Tag Team, and this is a collaboration with the Abraham Group, headed by Jay Abraham, the best marketing mind in the world, who has increased the bottom lines of over 10,000 clients by over 21 billion dollars in my company life altering events and we're experts in business and organizational development as well as finance and scaling of organizations the reason the tag team has come together is we all want to see the next generation of entrepreneurs not only survive but we want them to thrive remember this ladies and gentlemen great achievements come from great adversity if you think you can make a difference, go to my website, franksakari.com, for application details. Now, as I mentioned, the reason we started Tag Team is that the odds of being successful as a business owner are not that good. One of the big factors is too many business owners don't know what they don't know, and they're either not willing or they're maybe not able to bring in the necessary expertise. There's this feeling that we're smart, we'll figure it out or they bring in the wrong people. Maybe it's a college friend or a family member, or my personal favorite, when someone says to me, hey Frank, I know a guy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a New Yorker. I grew up, I'm an Italian, I grew up in New York. When I hear I know a guy, that's not a good thing. So pre-COVID, this is what Forbes magazine said your odds of success were. 50 to 60% of small businesses are gonna fail within three years. 80% fail within five. 70% of SBA loan applications are rejected. This is not a very pretty picture, but there's hope. Success is not about working harder or smarter, regardless of what you've been told. And it's not about what you know that's going to determine your success or failure. It's about what you don't know that's going to determine success or failure. What you know is not nearly as important as who you know. Are you surrounding yourself with the people who have the knowledge, the expertise, and the contacts that you may lack? Let me give an example. University of California system. These are the 10 major research universities in California. UCLA, UC Berkeley, UC Davis, you know who they are. At the end of 2019, they had 19,224 patents and licenses. Yet 60% of the revenue came from five patents. Not 5%, five patents. Now, these are the most brilliant minds in the world, yet we're having extremely poor results going from the lab into the business world. Now, why is this? Well, one of these universities saw the results and said, we're going to take some action here. The University of California at Davis has created an entrepreneurship academy where they take these brilliant researchers and they guide them through the process of moving from this highly intellectual mindset to an innovative mindset, which is needed to create, to fund, and sustain a business. Now, for those of you around the world who aren't familiar with the University of California of Davis, Davis, California is between Sacramento, the state capital, the Napa Valley, and San Francisco. Now, UC Davis is the preeminent university in the world for veterinary medicine, viticulture, which is winemaking, and agriculture. Now, this program is extremely diverse. In fact, the last two years, women-owned and led organizations have won the university's Big Bang competition. Today, we have the two top prize winners, Dr. Terry Slack and Catherine Hu, and they are the leaders of StarBio and PediaFeed, respectfully. respectively. (laughs) And we're going to get into that in more detail with these two ladies. Now, these women, along with last year's winner, Maria Artutuaga, 
They're changing the world. We also have Dr. Andrew Hargadon, who is a professor at UC Davis in the Graduate School Program of Management. Now, he's the faculty director for the University of California Davis Institute for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. His program runs the Big Bang Projects. And this has been an extremely successful framework for scientists and engineers to move their ideas from the lab into the marketplace. Dr. And, Dr. Hargadon gets it. He understands this. All right. So, Andrew, Terry, and Catherine, welcome to Life Altering Events. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Good. Everybody's there. Technology is wonderful. Dr. Hargadon, let me start with you. We had you on a little about a year ago when we had the Big Bang last year. And for those of you who missed that show, uh, let's start with why did we start this Entrepreneurship Academy, Dr. Hargadon? Uh, Frank, it was because um, one of the things that I got to do in my position at the Graduate School of Management was um, attempt to build an entrepreneurship program within the business school. And the first class we ran was going to be hands-on. It was founded actually by myself, uh, Scott Lynette, who was a venture capitalist, and uh, and uh, Charlie Soderquist, who was a UC Davis scientist turned entrepreneur turned angel investor. And the three of us uh, set out to create an entrepreneurship program at the business school. But the first year, about two students uh, ended up starting companies uh, right out of that course. And we realized that those two students weren't actually business students. They had snuck in from across the campus. They had come in from the medical school and from computer science. And uh, and we started to realize, well, you know, <laughs> uh, uh Somebody's discovered a good thing in this, and we tried to figure out how we could open the doors to getting more uh, exposure for these scientists and engineers across campus to the opportunities of, of starting new businesses, bringing their technologies out of the lab. Uh, and, uh, and from there, we ended up um, uh, starting to run a first entrepreneurship academy, which is a, a focused program of about 50 scientists and entrepreneur and engineers in graduate schools or, or as uh, staff and faculty at the university who spend uh, three days intensively looking at their research and its commercial potential. And they spend a lot of that time trying to understand uh, how a new venture works and what mentors' uh, advice can, can help them to guide their research towards towards new ventures. So, uh, you know, I can say pretty much from there, uh, the rest was history. We grew pretty quickly. The Kauffman Foundation came in and helped fund a series of more entrepreneurship academies. We've now run uh, approximately 30 of them and uh, across our campus and elsewhere. And uh, and as you can see, you know, uh, lots, of, lots of good research has gotten out as a result, not just in companies, but also in helping these scientists and, and engineers uh, find new jobs in industry as well. One of the things that is extremely impressive to me is in your Big Bang competition, you're having contestants coming from all over the world. You've got the UC Davis, which is an elite university. You've got people from John Hopkins. You have Princeton. You have UCLA. And they're presenting ideas, as you said in a recent article uh, interview you had, the people come here to make the world a better place. So how is this program, how have you been able to attract these people from these other top flight universities to come to your program? Well, I think I think two things stand out. The first of which I'll, I'll just get rid of early, which is, you know, a hundred and um, some odd thousand dollars worth of prize money is nothing to shirk at. <laughs> that will help. Uh, Yes, but I think one of the other things is that our business plan competition, the Big Bang uh, business competition, is is really uh, misleading. It's actually a, a series of about a dozen workshops and mentoring sessions that culminate with a competition. But the participants who go through these these uh, Big Bang events end up learning as much uh, from working with each other and working with mentors and working with other other new ventures in the process. And, and so by the time they get through the competition, they've, they've learned so much and they've built such a broad network that they're in a much better position to get moving on their business. So I think it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's probably more what they learn in the process than it is uh, the selection we do at the end. Now, I've been with the program, involved with it for a few years now. And one of the things that just amazes me is 
as you said in your article, the interview, the, the people who join this are, are bringing ideas that are going to make the world a better place. I don't see a lot of scooters and food delivery and online dating companies. Is that something that you intended for when the program started? Oh, yeah. We, uh, you know, we had our fair share of RFID golf balls and smart refrigerators <laughs> and other things like that. Uh, but no, I think, you know, uh, it's important to recognize and, you know, granted, we are, you know, a, a national, if not global uh, business competition. But the, the level of research just on this campus alone is phenomenal. We have a vet school, we have a med school, we have, a, you know, elite biology and, and um, biotechnology and agriculture and food science. And there's so much research going on on campus and uh, and very little bit it's actually getting out in the way uh, you mentioned with the with the UC patents. Very little of it is getting out, and largely that's because the faculty are, are exceptional researchers, but receive very little training in how to move their ideas out. And so we really thought we could focus on tapping into the potential of all of that great research, as as you'll hear from 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 uh, uh, Terry and Kathy that. It's it's just an opportunity to help bring what is already really great work happening in the labs uh, out in, into the market. Now, when the COVID uh, situation came, a number of, of many schools canceled their Big Bang-like programs. Um, yeah, you continued and started off with, I believe, 113 companies. What were some of the challenges of trying to do this virtually with that many organizations? Uh, you know, honestly, I, I, I hate to admit it, but the ch- there wasn't a whole lot of challenge. We have a great team that, that moved quickly, but we also had a lot of uh, uh, things in the works already that, that made it easy for us. Um, one of the reasons also why we weren't, uh, why we didn't shut down the competition was because we were about eight workshops into the year-long event. And so, you know, most of the people that had already, we had just already announced our, our second round finalists and, and um and they had already been through, you know, much of our of our uh, training, so it was more a matter of just finishing what we had already started. Uh, but that said, you know, we've also got some some terrific tools. We have an online mentoring system that we built because we really needed to make sure that every every participant in the Big Bang had access to the right mentors. We have a great local community that can help people get started, but eventually they need to understand uh, and 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 find mentors. That, that know that their field or, or the market they're going after. And so, you know, much of those, those final rounds in the competition were actually having those teams work online with mentors uh, from wherever they, those, those mentors happen to be. And then, you know, it was just a matter of um, bringing the finals into a you know, sort of a Zoom presentation and judging situation. But I think for the most part, we were already so far along in our competition and, and, and the teams were doing so well and the mentors were all available. Uh, kudos to them that uh, that we managed to be able to finish strong. It was very different in the past. The uh, the mentors would, would sit with the teams and all this was, was uh, virtual this time, which took away some of the interaction. But it's still, ladies and gentlemen, it, it was still phenomenal when you listen to these people present their plan and the input and the feedback was just tremendous. Let me switch over to uh, to Terry Slack and Kathy. Uh, these are the Big Bang winners who are both in the health-related field. So ladies, welcome back. Kathy, Thank let you. me start with you. Uh, give our listeners, if you would, an overview of your background. Awesome. Well, thanks for, first off, thanks for having me on the show. I'm very, very excited to be here. Um, so yeah, um, about my background. So I um, is, am a recent graduate um, of Johns Hopkins University. I actually grew up in Davis, California. Um, so kind of spent my whole elementary school career um, here and also all the way up until high school. Um, and I always had like a passion to build and fix things, whether it was from Legos to household appliances. I've always loved to deconstruct things, learn how they work and put them back together. Like at home, I'm always the one to kind of um, build, fix things, whether it's like, you know, our trampoline or like a broken toilet or whatever. Um, and then growing up, I went to um, Davis Senior High School. Um, there I was part of the robotics team. Um, that's where I like first 
kind of was introduced to this idea of like engineering and really understanding like how things work at like a more technical level. Um, and they also had the wonderful opportunity to actually work um, in a UC Davis biomedical engineering lab. So Dr. Scott Simon's lab um, there, I kind of saw how like, you know, concepts from my biology classes could like um, be manifested in real life in the lab. And it was really, really cool to kind of see that. So that's what led me to study engineering college, um, where I applied my interest in technology to hire and learn how to create my own path um, as a woman in STEM and as an innovator in like medical devices. Um, and Hopkins specifically um, was really perfect for my interest since um, I was interested in science and engineering, but also I really wanted to apply it meaningfully to help people um, to kind of go into the medical field. So that's kind of like what led me to... Um, Kind of collaborate with clinicians at Hopkins and also at Children's National. Um, I saw how medicine and engineering could be combined to kind of make the most meaningful difference um, and improve the lives of patients and providers. So with this in mind, um, kind of throughout my undergrad career there, I um, participated and founded two medical device startups, so Maternus um, and PDFeed, which we were um, so grateful to kind of win um, uh, right in the Big Bang competition for. Um, and these are devoted to addressing maternal mortality and pediatric feeding respectively. Um, so this past feed, this past year, I focused a lot on the development of PediaFeed and our novel feeding tube, um, kind of learning how to integrate my love of building um, with healthcare and like working with a team to create our device and improve the lives of children. And just throughout all this time, I've also been pretty passionate about sharing the excitement of STEM and med tech with my community. I've also like started initiatives throughout my college career to empower children and especially girls to learn about engineering through like events um, such as like a mini medical hackathon. Um, and yeah, like as now, like I'm a recent graduate from Hopkins, just graduated um, this May, and I'm really, really excited to continue with PediaFeed and on this journey to become um, a medical device That's outstanding. Outstanding. Kathy, hold that thought right there. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. We'll continue with Kathy Hu and Dr. Terry Slack. You do not want to miss this, ladies and gentlemen. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Life Altering Events. My name is Frank Zakari. This portion is being presented by the Tag Team, which is a collaboration with Jay Abraham of the Abraham Group and my company, Life Altering Events. The focus here is to help entrepreneurs thrive in this very uncertain time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're listening today as the show is named Women Changing the World. And this show is revolves around the University of California Davis Entrepreneurship Academy and a program that they have called the Big Bang Competition. And it is in a very intensive program. 113 companies started out. They weeded it down to 50, down to the top 15, and then to the finalists. And today, we have the honor of having the two first place, top place winners, and they're both in the healthcare field. We are talking to Catherine Hu, who started the company PediaFeed, which was one of the big winners. So, Catherine, continue on. Tell us more about PediaFeed. What inspired you to start doing that? What does it do? Yeah, of course. Really happy, really happy to talk about PediaFeed. So, um, as a team, we're creating a novel um, feeding tube for children to target feeding tube displacement, um, in particularly in neonates and infants. And in this population, like nearly 22% of tubes are displaced within three months of placement, and this leads to really severe complications like a leakage, skin irritation, infection, and even hospital readmission. Um, and this is like particularly de- debilitating for these children who are you know, from zero to two years old, they're at their most critical stage of development. So we saw this gap in the field and we kind of, you know, decided to innovate in it. We designed a novel feeding tube that reduces this risk of displacement um, with an improved retention mechanism um, that's optimized for all users. So um, parents can use it at home, um, uh, providers can use it in the hospital, and this enables children to receive the nutrition um, they need for healthy development. So um, to talk a little bit just about kind of the founding story, um, we first kind of came together um, about a year and a half ago in spring 2019. We're a group of just biomedical engineering undergraduates um, with different backgrounds, expertise, but we're all really, really eager to explore this field of medical device design. We spent our first months together kind of researching into the unaddressed needs, searching for the most compelling. Um, And then we were approached by Dr. Karun Sharma, who is the head of pediatric interventional radiology at Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C., and he mentioned to us that there's this really large gap in the pediatric assisted feeding market, like feeding tubes, you know, in his practice are being displaced, and there's a need for a better one. So we kind of like did more research into this need, and we realized how urgent it was, um, and that's kind of how our whole team was born, and we've kind of been working at this for around a year and a half now, and it's been one of the definitely most meaningful experiences of our lives. So while you're out at Johns Hopkins out in Baltimore, did you know about the UC Davis Big Bang program or how did you hear about it? Yeah, so as a team, we're all very interested in entrepreneurship and we wanted to kind of like learn how to take our team and device to the next level. Like we wanted to not only create something, but we also wanted to learn how to like deliver our device to patients. So that's kind of like what sparked us to look into business plan competitions and just like resources where we can learn about entrepreneurship and the startup culture. Um, And we saw like searching online at first that like you know, UC Davis had not only this like Big Bang competition, but as Dr. Hardigan said earlier, um, that Big Bang like in UC Davis also had a lot of resources and a great mentoring program as well. Um, So we kind of like applied to it and learned so much throughout this whole process about how to pitch, about how to put up a business plan, about really how to sell our product and our mission to other people. Um, And we've been like very, very grateful for everything that's provided us. Um, And it's also kind of, I think, been a great opportunity for me personally to like kind of return back to my roots. Um, Just knowing that, you know, my hometown, Davis, has um, kind of hosted this like really amazing competition and it's allowed me to kind of come back here and kind of share what I've been doing in college with, you know, my hometown family, friends, and even mentors at UC Davis. Now, when you were an undergrad, you co-founded another company, and I'm going to probably pronounce it wrong, um, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Uh, Tell us (laughs) about that one, Maternus. Yes. 
Um, yeah, so Maternus is another startup originating um, from another design team that I um, joined in my freshman year, so around four years ago. Um, we're creating a device to treat postpartum hemorrhage in low research settings, and postpartum hemorrhage um, is the leading cause of maternal mortality in many developing areas, and there's um, demonstrated to be a need for a device, not only simple, um, but also inexpensive and designed to be used without advanced technology like ultrasound. Um, so we have, like, throughout these four years, we've traveled to places like Sierra Leone to learn more about the clinical setting and the needs and also have got undergone like um, extensive testing and prototype development. We've produced a manuscript um, and filed a patent. And so I've been on this team for around four years. And by being on this team, it's taught me a lot about the engineering design and commercialization process, which I've been able to transfer into leading PDF feed. So I've been um, able to kind of take a lot of the things I've learned and put it into this project that we've been working on for um, about one and a half years now. And it's kind of been a very, really good um, opportunity for kind of me to combine aspects from both these design teams and move forward with um, innovation. That's amazing. You have basically two startups that you're running. Is that correct? Yeah, basically. Wow. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, I've met Kathy, and I have shoes older than her. So it's really amazing what, what she and, uh, and uh, Dr. Slack, who we're going to get to, have, have accomplished at such a young age. Now, Kathy, Pediafeed won a $3,000 award from the Big Bang in the health area, and then you were awarded $10,000, the People's Choice Award, which is voted on by the other contestants and, and mentors and judges and staffs. First emotion when you heard your name, what was it? It was like a combination of shock and, and excitement, like so ex- surprised to hear a name for the health award. And then after that, like when they um, said we won the People's Choice Award, um, it was like a dream come true since we had like spent the last week or so spreading our word about our venture and kind of just like the feedback and support we got from everyone was so incredible and humbling and people had reached out to us and said they resonated with our story. Like we had a student um, at Hopkins mentioned to us that hey, like my brother has has had a G-tube ever since birth and he, you know, experiences these problems. And it's really exciting to kind of see that we're creating a product that can help impact lives. So yeah, all this, like the award, it's like given us a lot more motivation to keep on innovating and creating this product um, to continue and change lives. Now with this, uh, what is the plan for the $10,000 yeah, um, so we're really grateful for this funding and it will be really, really critical for us um, as we're in um, an instrumental stage of prototype development right now. Um, since we're currently working towards, you know, finalizing our minimally viable product and filing for um, intellectual property protection by the end of the year. So we're planning on using the funding to create a more like robust two scale version of our feeding tube prototype and also develop a pediatric bench shop. Um, testing model Um, and then some other goals for the end of the year we're currently still getting feedback from clinical stakeholders um, to iterate our device and just make it even better and we're launching a nationwide parent and caretaker survey on these feeding tubes to gain even more insights into our product so to bring this product to market what's your your biggest challenge yeah um, i'd say yeah, I, I'd say our biggest challenge right now is just um, finalizing the technology and getting it to, to scale right now. Um, because we we have we have really good ideas. We have a really good prototype going on. Um, but one of the hardest things to do um, right now is to kind of identify what manufacturers, what, um, what types of um, materials and technology we need to make it at a very small that are like a small scale in size because, you know, babies, neonates, infants, they're all really, really small. And the technology we create needs to be able to, you know, fit them. That's outstanding. Well, we wish you all the best. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you during the course of this uh, of this challenge. And we look forward to uh, hopefully working with you down the road. Thank you for being here. We're going to pivot over to Dr. Terry Slack. Okay, Dr. Terry Slack is, and I hope I get the title right, Terry, Chief Business Officer for Star Bio. Is that correct? That is correct. Outstanding. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Terry faced a few major life-altering events before she even got started on her academic path. Hey, Terry, would you share some of that with the listeners? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, thank you, Frank. I uh, I really love that the show is called 
life altering events because um, I can clearly look back on my life and I can see these moments where um, something happened and my path has changed forever uh, from that time. And um, as as I had talked to you about previously, I I, um, I almost died when I was 19 years old. I was in a car accident. I was life flighted to UC Davis, which is so fitting because here, almost 20 years 20 years later, I'm back at Davis now, here and you know developing medical technologies and um, developing potential therapeutics. And something always has drawn me back to Davis. I just I. I, I absolutely love Davis and UC Davis and the community too. Um, as as we talked about, I my life was you know not in a good place before then, and that that was a major life altering event for me. And I knew something had to change. Now <laughs> I didn't quite know what yet. I picked up. I I I, I left California. I moved to Montana. I started a life there. Um, I lived there for many years. You know, I got married. I, I raised kids. I, ha- I, had a, I had a wonderful life, but I wanted something more. And uh, when my kids were one, five, and eight, so <laughs> three little guys, I decided my, it was time for my next adventure, which was to go back to school. Now, I am a first-generation college graduate. Uh, I'm the first person in my family to, uh, to attend college and, of course, the first person to graduate. So it, it was a a pretty big deal for me, also a unique undergraduate experience as, as someone, uh, a non-traditional student going back to school while raising a family. But I, I, despite the challenges, I, I absolutely loved it. I love learning. Um, I, I just couldn't get enough. I, I, I got a degree in chemistry. I got a degree in psychology. And um, I really pushed forward because I wanted something more for myself because I wanted to make an impact on the world. And I think that there's, I, I hear a lot of that theme in, in people talking and in innovators and entrepreneurs and everybody has this fire that they want to make the world a better place. And I had that fire too. And, and I still do. And, and I wanted that not just for myself, but I wanted to set that example for my children as well. And, and I still want that. I, um, so after I went back to school, I, uh, after I graduated, I I, um, I had been accepted to the graduate school there at, at the University of Montana, but something was calling me back. Something was was pulling me back to Davis, and I, I took a chance. I submitted my application. It was past the deadline, and uh, <laughs> I thought they wouldn't even look at it, but but they accepted me, and um, so I picked everybody up and and headed back home, headed back to Davis. That's incredible. Now, once you once you finished, I have been a I was a single parent, and and going to school as a single parent is difficult enough. And then moving all the way to get a PhD, that's that's quite a tribute to you. And uh, the support you had to receive from your family was had to be tremendous. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 A little bit, a little bit of a challenge there. Uh, when you graduated, you started. You're working with a, a startup company in Davis. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah. So, well, during my PhD at UC Davis, I, I worked studying, you know, potential therapeutics to treat uh, cancer and infectious disease. And I, I really became interested in. I really became interested in translational research and the way that we we take these great ideas and we commercialize them we we make products out of them we move them into the world into into people's lives where they can where they can make things better and i i became interested in this space where science and business intersect um yes i i went to work for a startup uh, a diagnostics company in davis i i absolutely loved it 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 i had the time of my life i i traveled around the world we you know we did fundraising and um it it was just, it was so great because it was such a, a wonderful time for that company. Um, unfortunately, I, <laughs> as what happens with many startups, you know, when, when, when troubles, uh, when troubles come and, and layoffs happen, you know, uh, it happens to everyone. So that's exactly what happened to me. And that was another, uh, life altering event, I guess you could say that, um, suddenly I, I was without a job. I was without a path and, that gave me the opportunity to pursue Starbio, to pursue my passions, and 
and to move forward with something else in my life. So it was a blessing in disguise. That's a great story. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're up against another break. We're going to continue with Dr. Terry Slack and Catherine Hu in just a moment. Do not go away. You do not want to miss this last segment. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking to two just amazing women, Dr. Terry Slack and Catherine Hu who are the Big Bang competition winners at the University of California, Davis, for their 2020 competition program. Now, let me tell you a little about this. This program starts off 113 companies entered, 113. And out of that 113, they went through workshops, as Dr. Harganon had mentioned. They learned how to do presentations. They learned how to do business plans, financials, et cetera. And then they are interacted with mentors. Now, the challenge this year was COVID-19, which meant that the mentors weren't there in the room with them. So it added additional challenge and burden to these young women. They made it through the top, from 113 to 50 to the top 15, and they are the, the two top winners uh, in, the, in the competition this year. Just before the break, we are talking to Dr. Terry Slack, who was the chief business officer for Star Bio, and she gave us her background and some of the challenges that she faced getting, first off, getting into college after an accident that nearly took her life. So, Terry, let's continue on. You, your startup company went away. That happens. That happens to all of us, <laughs> and far too often. And uh, you went back to school, and you, you, you started Star Bio. So, what was the inspiration to get into Star Bio and tell the listeners what it's all about. I, you know, we at Star Bio, we're motivated by a desire to help people. And, and we're motivated by a desire to make the world a better place, as many entrepreneurs are. And, um, you know, the CTO and the CEO, um, Shabnam and uh, Deja, uh, they're just, they're fantastic scientists and, and they're, they're lovely people. Um, and they have been working on this, on this platform, on this technology. They, they have this assay that is, you know, it's fast, it's rapid, it's, it's 
sensitive and, um, you know, we really wanted to find a place where we can apply this, this, this technology where it, it can really help people and, and it can really change people's lives. Now, what a lot of people may not know is, you know, that there are different types of stroke. Now, there's ischemic stroke and there's hemorrhagic stroke. And when you have an ischemic stroke, you have a blood clot basically in, in your brain. And when you have a hemorrhagic stroke, you're, the blood vessel has actually burst and you're bleeding into your brain. So those two types of stroke, um, they require a very different type of treatment. And, and if one is treated incorrectly as the other, you can, you can potentially kill the patient. Now, we have, um, we have identified a, some biomarkers that are specific to ischemic stroke. And this platform is um, it's rapid, it's sensitive, and in just five minutes, uh, we can we will be able to assess an ischemic stroke. Now, for people who are having a stroke, every minute is critical. Every minute that a stroke is untreated, patients are are losing critical brain function, and um, this tool can, will greatly reduce the time to treatment from hours to minutes. And and this is going to change people's lives. Now, from what I understand. If, if a call comes in, the first responders who go out there can go out there with this biomarker technology you've developed, correct? Yes, that is our market. That is exactly what we hope. Yes, that's what we're trying to do. So as they get there, they can run this and get back to the uh, notify back to the hospital, hey, this is what we have coming back. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, that's amazing. I was a medic in the military a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And we had no, first off, we didn't have anything close to this. And we had no clue when somebody came in the door what was going on. And the time it took, as you said, time is of the essence with a stroke, the time it took to determine what to do often led to irreversible brain damage. Yes, absolutely. And that's what, that's what, we, want to, that's what we want to avoid. That's outstanding. Terry, one of the things that uh, I, I find with this program is there's there's so many brilliant scientists that are involved, and, and Kathy is the same thing with you. There's so many brilliant science scientists, and when they put a, a business plan or a program together, and I meet with them as a mentor, one of the things they tend to do is is focus on the complexities of the science or how difficult the technology is. And as, as an investor, we sit there and say, well, gee, that's wonderful. I can't ask you a question about science because I don't understand it. But what you, both of you did, which impressed me beyond belief, is your teams, you focused on, here's the business issue. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. This is why it matters. Where did that focus to, to not stay concentrated on, on just the science and technology and, and focus on the business issue? Where did you learn how to do that? Well, I first of all, my my co-founders Shabnam and Deidre are um, they are both Keller Pathway fellows. So this is a program at UC Davis that supports women and underrepresented entrepreneurs, and they they really had a lot of support um, backing them coming in coming into the Big Bang, and I think they had a great framework for building a business plan around the technology. And as for me, I brought my experience in uh, business development, working for a startup um, and diagnostics company. And I'm also actually an MBA candidate at the UC Davis Graduate School of Management. So <laughs> I took uh, Dr. Hargadon's class in innovation, which I enjoyed greatly and highly recommend to everyone who would like to and partake in that as well. So we really looked at this as as a business competition, and we really wanted to focus on a, a, a go-to-market strategy. Um, what's our revenue stream? What's our distribution uh, model? Uh, what are the regulatory hurdles? So w- what are we going to have to do to actually get this onto the market? And, and, and that's where our focus really was. Terry, same question. How did your team move out of the science and into the, the, to be so focused on presenting the business side? Yeah, um, for our team for PDF Feed, um, since we're all undergraduate students, you know, at 
in, in university at college, we're, we're learning a lot about, you know, the science, the technology, and we're kind of immersed in that environment. So that was actually, that was naturally where we were drawn to. And it was a really big learning experience for us to kind of learn that, oh, the business side, you know, is just as important, if not even more important as the science side. And you, and in order to kind of deliver a technology to the market, you need to not only develop that technology, technology you need to learn how to like bring it to market and how to commercialize and how to sell it to people and sell your mission um so in order to learn that um some of the things like i from my previous um you know startup and design team i learned some of the commercialization from that in terms of the kind of like filing for ip um and how to like commercialize a startup and also um i had worked in industry um as an intern at um, a med tech company and also in healthcare consulting. And just like those experiences have been really instrumental in just teaching me a little bit more about the business side of healthcare and how to talk to um, clinicians, how to talk to um, value analysis committees and see, you know, what they value instead of necessarily like what, what the scientists value or the science behind it. And additionally, just all the mentorship we have gotten from Children's National Hopkins and also um, UC Davis in the competition, such as like them sort of like teaching us how to put together a business plan, how to um, really analyze both, you know, a B2B and a B2C market. Um, and I feel like all these have been really, really great experiences for our team, um, especially as undergraduates when we don't really take a lot of classes in business or anything. So a lot of this experience has been kind of gotten, you know, directly from the field by participating in competitions, by participating in internships, and by getting mentorship from um, people like you guys and the Big Bang competition. That's outstanding. I, I th- one of the things that, that as a mentor in the program, and I'm talking to some some of these scientists, and they'll go into such great depth on the science. And I try to be nice, and you say, oh, that's wonderful, but who's going to buy it? And why is anybody going to care? And yes, I understand the technology, and what you're doing is, is amazing, but does it have a need? And both of you found that. That was tremendous. Terry, let's go back to your star bio. Won the $10,000 first prize in the health sector. Then you won another $20,000 grand prize as the overall winner of the competition. What was your first emotion when you heard your name? Oh, I was, I was stunned. I, I honestly, I, I kind of expected that we might win uh, the health award, but I had no idea that we were going to win the grand prize. And, um, I was there, uh, representing my team and when I heard the name and I knew that the camera was on me and I knew that I had to talk, but <laughs> I, I felt like I might need a stroke assessment at that time <laughs> <laughs> using my own product before it even gets onto the market. Um, yeah, I was absolutely blown away and, and my phone started blowing up immediately. It was, it was crazy. I, I, I'm so incredibly happy and grateful for this experience and and for the donors uh, that make this possible well i was watching it online and when they announced that each of you had won it it was there was this look of shock and relief that all this hard work had been recognized number one I was not surprised, having been a judge and a mentor and interacting with, with both your organizations, that you were, you were both extraordinarily impressive, and well, it's a well-deserved. And the interesting thing here, ladies and gentlemen, as I said in the beginning, UC Davis runs a very diverse program, and these are the second year in a row where the top prize winners have been women in science. So don't let anybody tell you, if you have a daughter, that... STEM is not for for young girls. This is two years in a row. The top prize winners came from that area. Now, Terry, what's what's you see the next big challenge in bringing Star Bio to the market? Uh, Star Bio, we're currently looking ahead. Uh, we're looking to the validation studies that we need to complete, and uh, we're seeking funding right now together with our collaborators at UC Davis Medical Center so that we can we can raise the additional funds necessary to, to carry us in carry us into the next round. 
And that's where things get interesting is when you start looking for the money and the various people that get, that can assist you and guide you into areas that uh, you're not all, all that necessarily familiar with. Well, ladies and gentlemen, keep your eye, keep your eyes on the University of California, Davis, and Dr. Hargadon and this program at UC Davis and the work being done by Dr. Terry Slack at StarBio and Catherine Hu at PediaFeed. Now, what these people and what these young women are doing and what this program at UC Davis is doing may very well save your life. Now, we're just about out of time. Terry and Catherine, thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing your story and the all the background that you, uh, you shared with us. And congratulations. Thank you, Frank. Thank you so much for having us. It was my pleasure. And I think the, the world, we now are, have 160,000 listeners in 25 countries. So maybe this will open up a market for you all over the world. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, we're just about out of time. I want to thank my guests, Dr. Andrew Hargadon, Dr. Terry Slack, and Catherine Hu for sharing these incredible stories, inspirational stories on how they got into the business sector and the amazing work that they did in the, in the bio in the health services marketplace. I want to thank my sponsor once again, the Tag Team, which is a collaboration between Jay Abraham and Life Altering Events. And our focus is to help this next generation of entrepreneurs both survive and thrive, like these two young women that shared their stories with us. If you'd like more information about UC Davis, the Big Bang Program, Star Bio, Pedia Feed, or anybody on the show today, you can drop me a note. I will make sure it gets to them. If you've missed any of this show or any of our other shows, you can hear them on demand on any number of places, including now iHeartRadio, Google, Alexa, and in my website, franksakari.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me leave you with this. None of us are in this alone. The secret to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. And today, Dr. Hargadon, Dr. Slack, and Catherine Hu showed you where many of those rocks are. Join me again next week, and we'll get into another life-altering event. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Life-Altering Events. Be sure to join Frank Zakari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week. The Good Cup.